This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. As a trial of Derek Chauvin in Minneapolis continues in its third week, a police killing in a neighboring suburb of yet another black man has left the community reeling. 20-year-old Dante Wright was driving his mother's car with his girlfriend in the suburb of Brooklyn Center when police pulled him over. Now authorities are claiming that the officer, Kimberly Potter, meant to fire her taser at the young man and instead fatally shot him. Potter has now resigned along with Brooklyn Center Police Chief Tim Gannon. The Sunday afternoon shooting sparked more protests in a city on edge where international attention has focused on the Chauvin trial over the killing of George Floyd. My guest is King Demetrius Pendleton, an independent journalist and photographer based in Minneapolis, who's been covering the trial of Chauvin for the killing of George Floyd and also the protests around the killing of Dante Wright. Welcome to the program. Hello, how are you doing? Thank you so much for joining us. So it has been an incredible several weeks on top of everything that residents of Minneapolis have been experiencing. There was yet another police killing on Sunday. How has the killing of Dante Wright by police changed the narrative on the ground? How has it impacted those activists who've been closely watching the Derek Chauvin trial? Oh, it has definitely impacted um, a nation of people, just to say the least. Um, not only that, you've seen um, Derek Chauvin's being brought up on these um, charges um, for murdering um, George Floyd. And it, um, it was like a public lynching, if you will. And then to see Dante Wright being killed in a similar fashion. Um, he had no weapon and um, he didn't pose a, um, pose a threat to anyone. It was just totally tomfoolery for the officer to mistaking, mistakenly, allegedly, her taser, um, uh, but really grabbing her gum and discharging the firearm. Um, if anyone had basically watched the footage of Dante Wright being pulled over, expeditiously, we had um, an African-American um, police officer was basically handling him at first. And then you see this woman, this um, white woman come in, and just grab him. Um, the, the black officer had him, everything was okay, but the white woman just came from the sideline and started grabbing him. And next thing you know, she basically escalated the whole situation. And um, a nation of people are very in distraught because we have not dealt with the situation of George Floyd being murdered. So we're seeing uh, militarized um, police officers they, we know that they're here, the National Guards are here, um, state troopers, um, a lot of people are here and people are really feeling tired, they're stressed out. They have us on a um, curfew for seven o'clock. Um, I don't know how long that's gonna last. We have to be in the house at seven o'clock p.m. Um, so they're basically afraid that some type of riot is gonna happen and it's just totally unacceptable what this police officer did. Mm -hmm. The uh, place, the, the suburb of Minneapolis where the shooting took place is called Brooklyn Center. Tell me a little bit about that. How far is it from where George Floyd was killed? Are, are you seeing that people are very much linking these two incidents? Definitely so. They are definitely linking it because George Floyd was not killed 
not far from there because he's probably like um i would say like a 15 minute drive if that mm-hmm. so george floyd site and what we're basically seeing is like um kobe heisler an individual by the name of kobe heisler was having a mental crisis and he was killed probably like three blocks from there so we have to pay attention to all of these killings that's going on by the police and they're being scared they and you can hear in the footage where this woman when she discharged her firearm she said oh and she she accidentally um basically knew that she had messed up and um we've seen a, a police chief today basically bag her backing the blue if you will and they basically just said it was okay for her to discharge her firearm at this um young african-american innocent young child 20 years old he had a, a baby that's a age of a year and a half if you will and his son would never see his father again he's being killed um everybody was watching this if if a doctor accidentally kills a patient there is right away a medical malpractice lawsuit just because the killing was potentially allegedly accidental of course doesn't mean that there should be no justice right i mean his life was worth something exactly and we know as well as you know as as us being journalists if we put out some false information expeditiously someone is going to try to fact check us if not fact check us and if we're working for somebody we would get fired depending on what um the outcome happened like say for instance if we gained some false information and a riot started and we was working at a big company we would get fired expeditiously but somehow with these police officers we're not seeing them held accountable and that's what a nation of people was looking at this George Floyd trial, we're not for sure if Derek Chauvin is going to be held accountable. Only one person we've seen held accountable, and that was Muhammad Noor, and he was an African-American, Muslim, Black individual who accidentally shot Justine DeMond um, through um, the door of where his partner was sitting at. And he, he was a police officer who was held accountable. Yeah, hmm. he, was, he was the only, only police officer we've seen held accountable. Any other police officer has not been held accountable. As you can see what happened with Orlando Castile, that wasn't held accountable. He wasn't held accountable. You've seen with Breonna Tellen, she wasn't held accountable. You see what um, Elijah McClain, they're not being held accountable. And the list can go on and on and on. Tell me about Brooklyn Center's mayor. He's a young African-American, first black mayor of this uh, town. I believe it's about 30% residents are African-American. How has he responded to the killing of Dante Wright? Well, by him being a young mayor, his hands is tied basically. But he is, um, he wants everything to be put in his, um, um, in his lap, if you will. Um, so he can handle the business. Um, we did go to his office Monday and basically what we were doing, we were basically, um, asking for the termination of the police chief and also, um, a member of council that was there as well. And they did, um, terminate one of these individuals today, but not the police chief yet. So we're still waiting on that. That police basically said he bagged her for what she did. 
He called the individuals that was out there peaceful protesting, said they was rioting, they was basically looting or what have they. But I can say one thing about this whole incident that's really um, telling. When we seen what happened to George Floyd and we basically seen the riots jumped off and we seen some, um, we seen some white nationals come in and burn up the town. We did see a little looting um, the other day, but I tell you one thing, nothing was burned down. So we know who came in and burned down Minneapolis, Minnesota when they came. And in, in, uh, incidentally, uh, President Joe Biden uh, had commented on Monday about the killing of Dante Wright, saying that, uh, you know, he there should be an investigation. But then, of course, he went out of his way to add that there should be calm and that people shouldn't riot and that even Dante Wright's own mother had called for calm. It's so interesting to see the calls for calm are often louder than the calls for justice. Exactly. We see that on a day-to-day thing. And that's what the younger generation is basically getting tired of. It's basically tomfoolery for you to ask the young generation to calm, calm down. They're tired of their young friends getting killed by police officers, and they know, they know nothing is going to happen because nothing never happens. So what these young children go through by seeing one of their friends get murdered and killed, live stream or what have they, um, they basically, it's more trauma. It's more trauma on top of trauma. And African-American people and um, children, let's be clear, they don't have all this therapists and all this and all that. They just have to deal with the trauma and a lot of them deal with the trauma the best way they can. So what we seen, the little things that was going on the other night of um, some kids doing a little, jumping up and down on the police cars, um, et cetera, allegedly looting. That was just something out of their pain. They said Martin Luther King Jr. basically indicated whenever you hear someone writing and um, looting, that's basically the voices of the unheard. These children are tired of being unheard. Is the news of Dante Wright's killing being, uh, is it entering the trial of Derek Chauvin for George Floyd's murder? I understand there was some discussion on Monday about the judge um, allowing the jury to basically, you know, hear the news and details of the news of Dante Wright's killing. Do you know what has happened with that? I believe the judge, um, Judge Cahill, is basically um, doing his due diligently because I believe he is just like fed up because he's seeing everything is happening. Now this has happened. This is totally, totally, um, this is like a, it's like a fluke. No one expected the police officer, officers to kill someone during the time of the biggest trial of the century, if you will. Now this has happened again. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, is very gut-wrenching. And not only that, um, who knows what's going to happen right now. But the judge did allow the jury to keep on um, doing their job, doing their civil duty to basically um, listen to the facts and the notes and um, just keep it moving. Because we know attorney Eric Nelson is very cunning and baffling in what he does. He's a very good attorney. We can say that um, the AG, Attorney General, and them have a large A-team, if you will. But believe me, um, Attorney Eric Nelson has a mob of police officers and white supremacists that's basically backing him. 
in his law of defense. And that's he is Derek Chauvin's attorney. So uh, let's also talk a little bit about what we've seen unfolding over these last few weeks with the trial. We have covered it on our show about a week ago, but uh, and, and I had spoken to you before, right before the trial started. Um, there, it seems to me that there's a pretty strong consensus from the medical experts that testified that Mr. Floyd did not die because of any substances in his bloodstream. He simply died because he was choked to death. He was suffocated to death. And that seems to be the consensus. That seems to be very significant, the sort of heart of the case, if you will, right? Exactly. If no one ever paid attention to uh, Ray Dondo. Um, Chief Erdando's, um his That's credentials. That's the police chief of uh, Minneapolis, uh, Medea Erdando, yeah. Yes. If nobody ever paid attention to his credentials and how well he spoke, what have they, perhaps they would pay attention to Dr. Martin's um, credentials. I mean, this man's a specialist. He did 100 um, autopsies. He um, also set in on thousands of them. He was Mr. Dictionary Encyclopedia himself. This man was so intelligent, so brilliant. He talked about the breathing. He talked about how many seconds or minutes or what have they. He clearly stated that the only way Mr. Floyd could have died is because of the knee on the neck. Point blank, no ifs, buts about it. And also we've seen um, our chief um, police officer, Erdondo, basically denounce what Derek Chauvin had did, and he said that's not policing. Some are saying that the blue wall of silence around Derek Chauvin and around all cops who kill in this case seems to be crumbling because we've seen not just the police chief but other officers, former police officers, testify against Chauvin in a way that we just haven't seen before. Is that going too far to say that the blue wall of silence is crumbling, or, or do you think that uh, that that people are realizing that they can no longer uh, protect their fellow officers. I really and truly believe that the blue wall is not crumbling, just so we clear. Right now, they're basically laying low to basically see what this verdict is going to be and how they're going to act. They also have something that's going on indicating um, uh, white lives matter. They even got the flag. They even got all this, this same thing that they're doing, anything that Black Lives Matter do, they go and counteract with a whole different saying. But we know racism is here alive and well, and we see it on a day-to-day basis. When you starting to see police women discharging their firearm and saying they made a mistake, this is totally hypocrisy. And we demand justice for Dante Wright and his family. His family is going to go through the scrutiny and everything. I, I guarantee you, within matters of seconds, we're going to hear something about Dante Wright. The first thing that we heard when this whole incident occurred, we basically heard it was a carjacking. Then it went from a carjacking to basically a warrant out for his arrest. We keep hearing all these flabdoodle accusations about him, but when it all boiled down to it, he was killed. Uh, going back to the Derek Chauvin trial, um, it seems as though the case for the fact that Chauvin murdered Floyd 
is so clear cut with all of the medical experts testifying and there were images that were shown of Chauvin's entire weight on Floyd's body, so much so that his toes had lifted off the ground. He had not distributed his weight on his feet or anywhere else. His entire body via his knees were on George Floyd's neck for nine minutes because his toes were off the ground. I mean, that seems like a, such a clear cut case again for the jury to see this, right? Exactly. But see, this is the only thing that a lot of people are basically worried about. We don't have that much faith in the jury system or in the law system, if you will, or in the law, because we know um, the scales is, is weighed unbalanced, if you will. And what we've seen, how he- There have been too many disappointments. Name. There have been so many cases like this and so many people waiting to see the verdict, trying to put their faith in the justice system, and over and over again, being disappointed. And that's why you hear people screaming, no justice, no peace, hands up, don't shoot. Um, I don't care what Dante Wright did, he did not deserve to die, nor did George Floyd. That man nailed on his neck for nine minutes with a smirk in a, on his face. Not only that, he adjusted his weight so calmly and so um, so profound, he even put his hands in his pocket. And some people are basically questioning the thought that George Floyd and also Mr. Derek Chauvin worked at the same bar or restaurant, if you will, nightclub. And we wondered, did they have any dealings or um, did he have any run-ins or what have they? For you to sit on an individual neck for that long without no remorse. And once we've seen, um, the young girl testified, the eight, eight, nine-year-old nine child testified. It was very gut-wrenching because I have a child, a lot of us have children, but to see what she had to experience was very, very, very gut-wrenching. This is, uh, I believe, Darnella's niece who was with her um, when and was among the witnesses mm -hmm. to George Floyd's death. We also saw on Monday mm -hmm. that George Floyd's brother, Philanese, um, testified. The family, of course, devastated, like the family of all of the victims of police brutality. Um, well, uh, King Demetrius, where can people find out more about your work? Where can they follow you? You are on the ground live streaming from all of these events, all of the uh, gatherings outside the courtroom. Uh, is there a, a Facebook handle that you can share? Yes, you guys can contact me and go and look at my Facebook footages at King Demetrius Pendleton, one name, King Demetrius, K-I-N-G-D-E-M-E-T-R-I-U-S, last name Pendleton, P-E-N-D-L-E-T-O-N. Also, you can go to Listen Media USA. L-I-S-T-E-N, media, M-E-D-I-A-U-S-A. -E Those are my two pages that I do my live streams from and everything. And also you can, if you would like to donate and help me out because I am an independent journalist, photographer, you can go to um, Listen Media Black CNN. It's also on my page as well. I PayPal will... me 
We'll link to all of those from our website and our subscribers to our newsletter will get it directly in their email as well so that they can follow your work, financially support you if they're able. I want to thank you so much for uh, joining us today, sharing all of your insight and your views. Stay safe out there. Yeah, thank you for having me. I've been speaking with King Demetrius Pendleton, an independent journalist and photographer based in Minneapolis. He's been covering the trial of Derek Chauvin for the killing of George Floyd and the protests on the ground against the killing of Dante Wright. I'm Sonali Kolhatkar. We're online at risingupwithsonali.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify.